Hi, Tim Cosgrove here. At CMA's Colonial Honda, we exist to move lives forward. One of the ways we do it is by offering you great deals during Happy Honda Days. Right now, get clearance pricing on all new 2020 inventory in stock. Another way we move lives forward is by supporting local charities in our community. In fact, over the past two years, CMA's Colonial Honda has donated over $30,000 to local charities. Moving lives forward isn't just a catchy phrase, it's a firm belief. Visit CMA's ColonialHonda.com. Owners just do more. Do you have a lingering foot problem that won't go away? Are you in need of relief? The Sports King has the answer to your problems. It's the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross. Over 240,000 people have passed through his office, with all of them getting first-class treatment combined with world-class results. With offices in Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland, to learn more, please visit Dr. Ross's website at paulrossdpm.com and tell him the Sports King sent you. The Sports King Show, live on Sports 1061. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 1061. And good morning, everybody. Monday morning, the seventh day of December. And what a weekend it was and still is. Today, Facebook Live. Good morning. Sports 1061. Good morning. Wearing my Old Washington R-Word gear, of course, trying to get the new gear, hint, hint, for the holidays. But uh, have to do something with the old gear, and something old is still relevant in some ways today. We'll talk about that momentarily. But I want to start the program out before we get going here. I want to thank our sponsors, for which we cannot do the program without. Of course, the Nerve Company in Denver, Colorado. We say, good morning, Denver. Andrew Fisher and the Outstanding Team, they do website designs, graphic designs, marketing plans. They do it all at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. If you have any want in terms of getting your business on track in 2021 and maybe making some facelifts, some improvements, contact Andrew Fisher and the folks in Nerve. Just go to www.thinkoutsidethewebsite, send them a message. They'll get back to you, and they will help you get your business back even better than before in terms of website design graphics and an updated marketing plan if you so choose. We also want to thank our great friend, Dr. Paul Ross. We call him the goat around here, the greatest of all time as far as podiatry centers go. He is the very best world-renowned surgeon and foot specialist, of course, author of the Ross Rules of Foot Care, heard here on the Sports King Show each and every week with offices in Bethesda, Maryland, Springfield, Virginia. He has seen over 240,000 people. And I'm telling you what, he is the absolute best in the business. Paul Ross in the Podiatry Center's proud sponsors of the Sports King Show. How about our great friend Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager of CMA's Colonial Honda, a finer man you'll never meet. Of course, they have all kinds of things going on, sales, 
They can do it online. They can do it in the building, the safest environment you're going to find. If you happen to say, well, this holiday season will do a little different since it's a different situation. I'm going to go online, pick a car out, contact him and his staff. Can they do it that way? Absolutely. New cars, used cars, every car that you might want, any color, they've got it all. At TMA's Colonial Honda, continuing to keep lives moving forward, of course, in our community. They work with St. Jude's. They work with the Children's Cancers Fund. Uh, They do everything for our community. And we work with them as well because we love them and they take care of us. And we want to take care of them as well because of the great community members that they are. And what they do for us, continuing to keep lives moving forward. Our great friends at CMA's Colonial Honda, proud sponsor of the Sports King program. Last but certainly not least, oh, here we go. My friend Joe Moglia, chairman of TD Ameritrade and the coach that led Coastal Carolina into prominence, which starts the program off today. The Joe Moglia report, of course, heard here on the Sports King show. And Joe, having been the coach that led them into prominence, he hires, when he leaves, Jamie Chadwell. And what happened with Jamie Chadwell this past weekend in Coastal Carolina, the word remarkable would be the first word that pops into my mind because it was on this very program on Friday with Joe Moglia talking about the game day opportunity and how it was Coastal Carolina, number 18, playing a higher-ranked BYU team on a moment's notice coming cross-country to play. And this one was the most exciting game of the weekend. And it was incredible as, yes, I'm going to report this and so happily report, Coastal Carolina, 22, BYU, 17, and dare I say the Chanticleers, proud sponsor of my program, and I love the Chanticleers, we do on this program, win this game over a top-ranked BYU team that's really looking at uh, maybe top five or better with a win here. And now it's all upside down and topsy-turvy as now it looks like the Chanticleers are going to catapult themselves into dare I say, the top 10 in the nation in terms of rankings. And some people are saying maybe a New Year's Day bowl game could be the biggest payday. It will be the biggest payday in terms of school history. And the visibility is off the charts for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. They are getting applications like crazy. If you saw any of this game, it was remarkable. Zach Wilson, 19 to 30, 240 yards, one TD, one interception. He looked average. The Chanticleer defense made him look average. Now, there was one play in particular where an interception occurred and two linemen really worked him over, and that caused a little bit of a dust-up on an interception. But I'm telling you what, it came down to the game's final play as BYU was driving, and, uh, of course, there was a tackle made at the two-yard line ending the game and ending BYU's hopes as time expired. But just a remarkable performance by a team. And and remarkable goes hand-in-hand with Coastal. Remember, it was Coastal winning several years back the baseball national championship, and many people are saying lightning is striking twice here. These guys are no joke athletically. They are the real deal in terms of what they've done and what they've built there. The only question is, and I asked Coach Mowgli this on Friday, 
Will they be able to retain Jamie Chanwell as head coach, or will he leave for greener pastures? Because right now you have to think that he is going to get a ton of offers and a ton of opportunities in terms of uh, new places to go to lead after he's done what he's done here. On the play in particular, two linemen uh, went after quarterback Zach Wilson and pounded him into the ground, and the BYU bench took exception to that, and rightfully so. The player that really stepped to the forefront, it wasn't great numbers for Grayson McCall, but he, he, he managed the game well. He's a rising star. And, you know, going head to head against Zach Wilson, he ends the day 10 of 15, 85 yards. But he did it on the ground with 12 carries, 68 yards, a 5.7 yard average. And the Chanticleers win this one. And, folks, when the rankings come out, it's going to be coastal in the top 10. Congratulations to the Chanticleers. We could not be happier for the small school that did it and showed America how it's done on the national stage. And with 24-hour notice, basically, to turn this thing around and make it happen, it's just remarkable to be able to prepare and pull that together, says all you need to know about that team and the coaching staff there at Coastal Carolina. All right, it's time to get into the NFL. Let's recap yesterday's action. Here we go. Fast and furious, it was the Saints behind Taysom Hill who threw his first career TD in the NFL out-dueling, and I thought, and I told you on Friday, it would be Matt Ryan with a bigger day, and he was 19-39, 273, one touchdown, but he did not look spectacular. The Saints defense, give them credit, 21-16 is your final. The Saints pull it off behind Taysom Hill. He out-dueled Matt Ryan. I never thought I'd be saying that, but it happened. Alvin Kamara, for his part, helped the ground game for the New Orleans Saints, 15 rushes, 88 yards, one touchdown for the losing Falcons, Calvin Ridley, five receptions, 108 yards. The Saints improved to 10 and 2 and just keep rolling along, 5 and 1 on the road. The Falcons, 4 and 8, 2 and 5, and their resurgence got snuffed out yesterday, 21 to 16. It was the Lions of the great Bagdini, Gary Bagwell, 34, the Bears, 30, no Matt Patricia here. Matthew Stafford, 27 of 42, 402 yards, three touchdowns leading the way. Great day for Matthew Stafford. The Bears uh, fall five and seven. They are going the opposite direction and look like they're catapulting out of any chance at a playoff shot as the Lions approved to five and seven. Here is one that just, uh, you can blow me over with a feather on this one. Uh, the uh, Browns win this one 41 35 over the Titans. In this game, they're up 38 to 7 at the break. And I looked at my phone and I shook it. And I said, there must be something wrong with the reception on my phone because as I was uh, going through games I was watching and then checking my phone for other things, I'm looking at this and I'm like, something's got to be wrong. How do the Browns, and don't get me wrong, Cleveland fans, you're doing much better this year, of course. Nine and three and remarkable, your first winning season. But do you realize that the Cleveland Browns, who are nine and three, think about this stat for a moment. They have been outscored by 15 points total on the year in all their games. So they're getting it from different sources. Baker Mayfield, with four touchdowns, had a record setting game for him, and they needed all of it because. The Browns get up in this game 38-7. to You think, man, what a woodshed beating this is. Then 
Mike Vrabel and company got together in the half and said, hey, let's play the way we're capable of. They came back with 28 points, nearly pulled it back into a game where they could have pulled a major upset. The Browns, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, I'm very happy with the first winning season. I'm happy with the first half performance, but I will take them in task for the second half because the Browns are not a team that can win a first half and take their foot off the gas completely, only scoring three in the second, which they did. Credit the Titans a little bit here. But when you look at this situation, Ryan Tannehill ended up 29-45 for 389 yards, three touchdowns. That's in a comeback effort. Nick Chubb for Cleveland, 18 for 80, one touchdown. But when you look at the totality of this game, uh, 41-35 is your final victory by the Browns. But the 28 points given up in the second half, very disappointing. And if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I say, you know what, guys? You know, we won this game, but we nearly lost it. Had we lost this game, this would have been devastating with a capital D. You know, to give up that kind of lead shows you're not a championship-caliber team. You're a front-runner, and you need to finish games. And that's a key around a Cleveland complex. They have to – the Cleveland folks have got to say in that building, somebody's got to say, look, we won, but we didn't handle our business. We have to close it out. Baker Mayfield, 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. The big news there, zero Sacks for zero yards. The offensive line did an incredible job for him, and Baker Mayfield looked like uh, as good as he's ever looked in terms of play. And this game was on the road, too. So a great performance, and congratulations to Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns with their first winning record in a long, long time. And you have to understand, folks in Cleveland have been wanting this, won a championship-caliber team for so long, and they finally have a team that they can be very proud of with the effort that they had yesterday in that one. So that was exciting there. It was the Dolphins and the Bengals, and there was a bench-clearing brawl in this one. The Dolphins win this one 19-7. Very lackluster performance, as I thought it would be by both teams. Tua Tungalavoa back in the lineup, 26-39, of 39, 296, one touchdown, as the Dolphins improved to 8-4 and four under Brian Flores. And Flores took exception with a few things on the field, actually left the sideline onto the field. So there were some real big dust-ups in this one. No love lost between the Dolphins and Bengals as the Dolphins win 19-7. The Jaguars and the Vikings, the Vikings improved to 6-6, 500. They're going to really get nowhere with this type of uh, season they're having. 28-43, 305, and three touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. We don't like that, of course, you do if you're in Minnesota, but Vikings win 27-24 over the Jaguars, who are 1-11. But why is it the Vikings, even the bad teams they struggle with, barely winning? It's just not a team that's very well put together in terms of their uh, mental outlook. When they get on the field, they're just it just seems like they just go through the motion sometimes. You don't know what Viking team you're going to get week to week. And they win this one 27-24, 500-ball team right now are the Minnesota Vikings. One of the games that I looked at yesterday, and I said, this is just going to be a blowout city. It took a final last-second miracle play on a deep ball by Derek Carr for the Raiders to go into New York and defeat the Jets. The Jets looking for the first win. And as the Jets do, they find a way to lose and find a way to give it up at the end of the game. The Raiders win 31-28. The Jets fall to 0-12. Raiders improved to 7-5 in a game they had to have 
Derek Carr, 28 of 47, 381 and three touchdowns. Ty Johnson for the Jets, 22 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. And for the Las Vegas Raiders, Darren Waller had a great day, 13 receptions, 200 yards, two touchdowns. So this is how it all went down as the Raiders defeated the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 who are M-E-S-S, mess, 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 at New York. This is your final play. Derek Carr finds a way to put a knife in the heart of all Jets fans one more time. Jets coming. Carr put some air under it. Wide open his legs for the touchdown. Yes, he did, and the Raiders and Derek Carr get it done. Now, if you're John Gruden, you have a nice ride back cross-country in terms of Las Vegas, but you say to yourself, you know, how do we play down in the competition and allow the Jets, who are just trying to get a win, and stay out of that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, uh, how do we let them hang with us for four quarters like that? And they just played well, so give the give the Raiders – Credit for winning it, but give the Jets credit for at least not, you know, tossing in the towel and battling for four quarters. But the Raiders, seven and five, have to say to themselves, they got to play better against lesser competition. It was the Colts winning over the Texans, 26 to 20. Deshaun Watson did well, 26 to 38, 341, had one interception. Phillip Rivers and company get the win, 26 20. The Colts very quietly at eight and four as they get it done and find a way to defeat the Texans down in Houston. The Rams and the Cardinals thought it might be a shootout. It was a shootout. Of course, Kyler Murray had a late pick six in the fourth quarter as the Rams go on to win 38-28, to 8-4 eight the Rams, 4-3 and three away. The Cardinals fall to 6-6, six and six playing 500 ball. Jared Goff, 37-47, 351, one touchdown. And you knew after last week getting dressed down by Sean McVay, that he would come back and play a much better game, and he did. Give him credit this week for his preparation, for getting ready, and doing what was right in the meeting room to prepare for the Cardinals, and he did enough to win 38-28. The Rams win. Don't look now, folks, but the G-Men with a victory over the Seahawks. Now, this one, uh, you talk about Las Vegas losing money. You talk about people. I was getting texts from all over the country, people asking me what happened here. And, folks, I don't have the answer. I, I mean, this one, you cannot be serious, as they say. This is one of those games, John McEnroe, as Colt McCoy. Yes, that Colt McCoy. And many people were saying, well, you got Colt McCoy against Russell Wilson. You know who's going to win this one? Well, yeah, we thought we knew, but it was Colt McCoy, 13-22. Listen to these numbers, 105 yards, one touchdown, one interception, with a 32.4 QBR rating, leading the G-men to the win over Russell Wilson and company. But the game was by Wayne Gallman, uh, 16 rushes, 135 yards, 8.4 yard per average. And Alfred Morris, remember Alfred Morris, that name? He had a touchdown in this one. As the G-Men are now leading the NFC East right now, 17-12 to winners over the Seahawks. And you have to say to yourself, 
what the heck happened here? So the Seahawks, with a real chance to extend and show that they were one of the premier teams, fall by the wayside. And Russell Wilson, for his part, 27 of 43, 263 through the air, one touchdown, one interception. He did not play well in the G-Men in Seattle. I would have never, ever expected this on any possible way that Colt McCoy rolls in, not uh, you know, not the starting quarterback that was there, uh, Daniel Jones. Of course, he's injured. It's Colt McCoy going into Seattle and getting the win, and that's one that you just can say, <clears throat> we never saw this one coming. And that was uh, what happened there. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, come back. I'm going to talk about Eagles Packers. Patriots, Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs in the Sunday night a game, and then preview what we've got going today. All that and more as the Sports King rolls on Monday morning. Hi, sports fans. This is Hall of Famer Andre the Hawk Dawson of the Chicago Cubs. You're listening to a guy who hits a home run with every show. It's the Sports King with Jamie King on Sports 106.1. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Hi, Tim Cosgrove here. At CMA's Colonial Honda, we exist to move lives forward. One of the ways we do it is by offering you great deals during Happy Honda Days. Right now, get clearance pricing on all new 2020 inventory and stock. Another way we move lives forward is by supporting local charities in our community. In fact, over the past two years, CMA's Colonial Honda has donated over $30,000 to local charities. Moving lives forward isn't just a catchy phrase, it's a firm belief. Visit CMA's ColonialHonda.com. Owners just do more. Let's get back to the guy who said, where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 106.1. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Sports King as we roll on this Monday morning. Head up, heading up, of course, to Sports Phone with Big Al. He's in the bullpen doing a side session right now, getting ready. Uh, getting warmed up in there right now as we speak. Sports phone, Big Al, at 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock each and every morning. Getting back at our look at the NFL, uh, we want to turn our attention to the Packers winning over the Eagles. Now, we thought this was going to happen. We felt it was going to happen because you take the quarterback matchup of Aaron Rodgers against Carson Wentz, and we knew what to expect when you get number 12 back there. He ended the night 25 of 34, 295 yards and three touchdowns. And let's take a listen as Aaron Rodgers has a historical night. He's the fastest, the 400 career touchdown passes in the win over the Eagles. And this is number 400. Adams, one one slays there. Across, it's a touchdown. He just charged right ahead. Now watch. To you. Everyone else will come and surround. They got the gold. Aaron, because it's his 400th touchdown pass. You see that? Adams was aware of it, and he made sure that Aaron walked away with the football. 
Yes, he did. They walked away with the football and the victory. Aaron Rodgers, 400 career touchdown passes. Aaron Jones on the ground did his part, 15 for 130 yards, one touchdown. So he goes over that 100-yard mark we talk about, making sure you have the balance you look for as the Packers improved to 9-3. Devontae Adams, the top target for Aaron Rodgers, 10 receptions, 121, and two touchdowns as the Packers defeat the Eagles. The Eagles, folks, uh, we have talked about it at length. They are a mess. And I thought to myself, Carson Wentz, they got off to a 3 nothing lead in the first. I said, well, maybe he's going to come and play. Maybe he and Doug Peterson have buried the hatchet. Maybe he's going to give that supreme effort and show the fight and lead these Eagles into a game against Aaron Rodgers and show that he is deserving of that starting job and that he should uh, you know, be able to play against Aaron Rodgers and really rise to the occasion. That did not happen. And Doug Peterson yanks Carson Wentz and puts in Jalen Hurts, the former Alabama quarterback. Here is Doug Peterson, head coach of the Eagles, talking about the move he made in replacing starting quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, I just felt that uh, we needed that spark today, whereas in the past, you know, I felt like it was maybe more so. It, it could have been, you know, injuries at other spots. It could have been the way other positions had been playing, not necessarily the quarterback's uh, position at the time. So that was some of what he said. He got a little testy when people said, so who's your quarterback this week, Coach? He hadn't even digested that loss, of course, 30 to 16. And he said, listen, folks, let me uh, watch some film. And uh, you don't need to watch film, Doug. <laughs> let the old sports king fill you in on this one. You got to make a switch, my man. It's time. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, may not be uh, the NFL's equivalent of a Hall of Famer, but he's going to be an upgrade right now because somehow, some way, Carson Wentz has lost all confidence and it looks like the team has quit on him. So let's go with some new blood to see if we can get maybe a spark that you're talking about as Eagles are 3-8-1, and one, not saying they're out of the race in the East because nobody is, but if you're going to do something to spark a team, it might be now to do it. And Carson Wentz could be jettisoned to the bench in Philadelphia. We'll keep our eye on that one. It was the Patriots. And this one, the sports king thought Justin Herbert would come to play. I think Justin Herbert stayed in the hotel as the Patriots win this one 45 to nothing. Justin Herbert, just awful. Give a lot of credit to the Patriots. Their special team scored twice. And Justin Herbert threw two interceptions, 26 of 53, 209 yards. Very pedestrian in this one. When you look at the numbers of this game, Justin Herbert, you think, was really out Belichick on this one because Belichick had his number, knew what to do to shut him down. Uh, had two interceptions, was sacked three times for 21 yards. His counterpart, Cam Newton, 12 of 19, 69 yards, no Hall of Fame numbers there, one touchdown, and was able to have a great ground game. Uh, 43 rushes did the Patriots have, 165 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. So you look at New England, they came in with the mindset of, let's play some great special teams. They got two big plays there. Let's run the football. We don't have to throw it. Let's keep Justin Herbert on the bench. And when he's out there, let's make his life miserable. And that's what they did. And Patriots are now 6-6 six and six and trying to get into the playoff picture. Of course, you know, New England, you can never count them out until they're officially out. But you have to give credit to Bill Belichick and company for doing what they did in the 45-0 to win. 
which was not expected. I thought the Chargers and Anthony Lynn, if you're that team and that coach right now this morning, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what happened? What happened with the buzzsaw we just got hit with that that is the worst loss in Chargers history, 45 to nothing. Just absolute abysmal play by the Chargers, 3-9, and 2-4 and four at home are the Chargers as the Patriots win 45 nothing, And your nightcap Sunday night, it was the Chiefs. Another game, you get Drew Locke, quarterback for Denver, off of the COVID-19 protocol list, and you wonder to yourself, well, how is he going to play? How are they going to do? To me, Kansas City sleptwalked through this game. Yes, they're 11-1. and Yes, they're 5-1 overall. But they won the game they're supposed to win. It wasn't impressive. Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 40, 318, one touchdown. Melvin Gordon for Denver, 15 rushes, 131 yards. So you ask yourself, if you're a Chiefs fan, where's that defense at? Travis Kelsey, of course, being Travis Kelsey, one of the best, if not the best tight end in all of football. Eight receptions, 136 yards, one touchdown. And we're going to take a listen as Patrick Mahomes connects to his running mate, Travis Kelsey, for six. Free play, got him, caught, and, and to the end zone, touchdown, Travis Kelsey. There he is. Over the middle, and then we intercepted, and that's going to wrap it up. So, Tommy Matthew does it again. Tyron Matthew did it again, two interceptions on the night, and Drew Locke, for his part, 15 of 28, 151 and two touchdowns, but he had two interceptions, and it was an average night for Denver, who fall the four and eight, two and four away. The Chiefs, the world champs, until someone knocks him out, 11 and one, five and one at home. And of course, a great performance in terms of winning one you had to win, but not the performance wasn't overall in terms of what we've become a, a used to in terms of what the Chiefs are all about as far as when they play their very best. This is one of those games where you're like, eh, I don't really want to be here, and it kind of showed on the field. So that's the emotion part we talk about with the NFL is when are teams going to show up, how are they going to show up, and what type of effort you're going to get week to week. The teams that are able to do it better than anybody else are the ones that end up in the Super Bowl, end up as your world champ. Of course, you have to do it on a week-in, week-out basis in the up-and-down play. Uh, you just can't survive with that mentality. So that's why it's so important to win them all if you can. And, of course, one team trying to win them all. And today I am wearing my throwback Washington R-Word uh, outfit here on Facebook Live, Sports 106.1, as tonight, 5 o'clock, the Washington football team goes into Heinz Field and this one, the Washington football team, one game out of the lead uh, behind the G-Men. Whoever thought that would be possible? Washington four and seven, one and four away. And when you look at Colt McCoy going into Seattle and beating Russell Wilson, you have to say to yourself, you know, there may be a chance, and there is a chance. We hope that Washington plays much like they did Thanksgiving Day. Here is my take. If Washington, and let's circle the if, underline the if, Washington plays anywhere near like they did Thanksgiving Day, they can win this game. It has to be ball control, play action passing, be precision passing. You have to be able to run the football with effectiveness like they did against the Cowboys, but 
face it, folks, this is the Steelers, not the Cowboys. So major difference there. So you wonder if the running lanes are going to be there. There's going to be no Bud Dupree for the Steelers. That's a big miss there. It's a big hole created there defensively for the Steelers. Steelers, of course, as we know, 11-0, 6-0 at home, led by Ben Roethlisberger, 291 uh, out of 431 for 2,800 yards, 25 touchdowns. Quietly, people are saying MVP. He's not been flashy, but he's been so effective in 11 wins. You can't argue with anything. Pittsburgh favored by 6.5 in this game, over under 43.5. I think, and people are saying Roethlisberger could be a game decision, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be a field goal game, and I like it to go over 43.5. I just think there'll be a lot of points in this one. Terry McLaurin, 69 receptions, 963 and three touchdowns for the Washington football team as they try to go into a very tough place to play, as we know Heinz Field is in Pittsburgh. Current temperature in Pittsburgh right now, 31 fun-loving degrees as they prepare for tonight's game at 5 o'clock. And I hate the 5 o'clock start time, but it is what it is. So that's at 5. At 8.15, the Buffalo Bills take on the 49ers. This game is an even game at State Farm Stadium. It had to be moved from where they play normally to State Farm Stadium because of the COVID restrictions in California. The Bills in this one come in at 8-3, and three, the Niners at 5-6, and six, and this is one of those games the Bills need desperately because you look at the 49ers being a team that's one of the upper echelon type teams. When they're right, they're missing a lot of talent. We know that. But the 49ers are more than capable of winning this one, and they need it desperately, whereas the Bills need it as well. But the 49ers are going to be playing with a lot more desperation in this one. The line is even, the over-under 47. Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, comes in at 267, a 388 for 3,028 yards, 22 touchdowns. Devin Singletary has done it on the ground for the Bills, 110 carries, 483 yards, one touchdown. The guy to watch for Buffalo, their big playmaker, Stephon Diggs, 80 receptions, 945 yards, and four touchdowns. So this game is your nightcap. Washington at Pittsburgh at 5 o'clock, that game on Fox, and then you flip over at 8.15 ESPN, the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers as the Bills feel this is your year to win the AFC East and, dare I say, compete for a Super Bowl as they're trying to break through. This is the year they feel it's going to happen in Buffalo with your 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills. So I'm going to take the Steelers by field goal in the first game, and I'm going to take the Bills by a field goal in the second game on the road. So those are the two games. Those are the two picks there. And that's what's happening as far as your Monday night, December 7th slate this evening, something to look forward to. I do want to mention going back to the Raiders' win over the Jets, that it has come to light that safety Marcus Mai for the Jets has called out defensive coordinator Greg Williams. On the final play with five seconds left, he called an all-out blitz. And Marcus Mai basically said afterwards, I don't like the call. We should have been in a different defense. We should have been in more protective defense. We went all out on the blitz, left ourselves exposed and the Raiders win it. I know what he's saying in terms of a bracket-type defense where you have a safety high, you want to make sure you're protecting, 
the goal line and they did not protect the goal line. They basically sent an all-out blitz. I know Williams is trying to get him to throw the ball quicker and hopefully make a quick decision and the ball game's over. Didn't work that way, but afterwards when you have the sniping in the locker room, that is no way to get along. And you can see why they are leading the league in losses and dysfunction are the J-E-T-S, just jets, jets, as they just are miserable. And now you have to come back in the building today. The first thing you do is have to get called in the coach's office and answer why you're asking and questioning what a coach is doing on a final play of the game. So they have internal problems. They have external problems. They have problems galore. No happy holidays in the Jets building as they fall and lose one more time. They cannot get out of their own way. Adam Gase, of course, I heard uh, meeting with a real estate agent today sometime. I don't know why his key card still works, but somehow it does. And that's the situation as the Jets continue their awful, awful year. And for Jets fans everywhere, I apologize for what you have had to deal with. On top of everything else this year, your football team has given you no solace whatsoever. Go to take a timeout. Come back and go over some of the top other sports stories of the weekend. And don't look now, but Big Al and Ben Maitland on their way, 8 a.m. sharp, sports phone, coming your way here on Sports 106.1. Hi, this is Bart Oates, Super Bowl champion, center from the New York Giants. You're listening to the Sports King Show with Jamie King on Sports 106.1. Friends, if you suffer from foot or ankle pain, have I got the solution for you. It's my great friend, Dr. Paul Ross of the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. Dr. Ross is a world-renowned surgeon and is widely considered as one of the top podiatrists in the world. He has helped over 240,000 people during his illustrious career, and I am happy to tell you that I'm one of them. From bunions to bone spurs, for foot problems big and small, he and his outstanding staff give five-star treatment to everyone who visits his office. If you can't make it in, that's no problem. Just contact the offices of Dr. Paul Ross to schedule a one-on-one virtual meeting. Dr. Ross is a proven expert. If you're looking for an answer to your foot and ankle problems, look no further than the best in the field and reach out today to Dr. Paul Ross in the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. In Springfield, Virginia, the number is 571-267-1936. In Bethesda, Maryland, the number 301-660-8225. Call today and tell them the Sports King sent you. Want to reach the Sports King? Call 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Learn it. Know it. Live it. And welcome back, everybody. Sports King, Sports 1061 Facebook Live. And... You know what? In a year that has been so bizarre in so many ways, it continues. Uh, I saw this one over the weekend. Floyd Mayweather Jr., undefeated, of course, has more money than anybody could spend in a lifetime, is heading back into the ring, sort of. He's going to fight YouTube personality Logan Paul. Uh, This was announced on Instagram on Sunday. And he's going to fight Logan Paul. According to the event's webpage, the bout will be streamed as a pay-per-view. Believe that or not. Uh, first one million buys will cost $24.99. So the question I have is, why doesn't he just fight a guy from Walmart or Wawa or somebody like that? I mean, 
Logan Paul, of course, a YouTube sensation, and that's great if you got a YouTube channel and you've done well there. But what in the hell do you think a guy named Logan Paul, who has no, uh, from what we know about him, other than being on YouTube, major fighting experience, what's the draw to say, okay, yeah, I, I got to see that. Now, you know Mayweather fought UFC champion Conor McGregor, and you can see that somewhat because you say McGregor has kicking ability and some punching abilities, knocks guys out. So you say Conor McGregor has a chance. So that's enough to say, okay, I'm going to plop down the money for this. But a guy on YouTube is his credentials. He's been fighting off the grid. Basically, you're going to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to pay for this. Of course, in November 2019, uh, Paul fought another YouTube personality named KSI. I don't know either. In a six-round bout sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission and promoted by Matchroom Boxing, KSI defeated Paul in that decision. Logan Paul is a brother of Jake Paul, who most recently knocked out former NBA player Nate Robinson, that great pugilist that... He was Nate Robinson on the undercard of the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. exhibition fight on November 28th. Jake Paul, the brother, has a 2-0 record with two knockouts. Logan Paul, who many of us cannot pick out of a lineup, uh, basically is going to take on Floyd Mayweather. And this one could be a payday for Mayweather, and I guess enough people may be fans to say, I'm going to put down twenty four ninety nine. The first one million buys are cost twenty four ninety nine, and as it gets closer to the match, the price is going to jump to sixty nine ninety nine. So, how many of you are going to pay sixty nine ninety nine for this one? I just don't see it happening. But it is what it is, and a year has been so improbable and unbelievable in so many ways. You got a YouTube personality fighting Floyd Mayweather announced Sunday, and the situation just gets bizarre beyond bizarre because now you're saying. Hey, you know, fighting another YouTube personality is one thing, young man, but stepping against Floyd Mayweather, not great thought process from my standpoint as you're going to fight a guy that is a world-class fighter and has never lost. Just, I don't know. But anyway, I guess it's a payday for both, and they need the money, evidently. I don't know why, but it is what it is. So there we go as far as that goes. So some of the big news headlines over the weekend, of course, Carson Wentz on the bench now, the decision to start. Jalen Hurts is pending. We don't know yet. There's been no verdict on that situation yet, but Philadelphia is a mess. I don't know if it's going to matter who's going to be behind center in that situation in Philadelphia. Other situation as well, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, congratulations, 400 career TD passes, and a situation where over the weekend we saw the biggest news of all concerning the Sports King program on Friday, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers defeat the top-ranked, one of the top-ranked teams in the nation, BYU, Brigham Young. And, of course, one of the things I got the biggest kick out of over the weekend was, of course, you remember back in the day you had Notre Dame playing Miami, and it was the Catholics versus the convicts. Those were the shirts that were a big seller. I mean, a huge seller. They did an ESPN 30 for 30 on that because the shirt sold so well. This one was even funnier to me, a playoff of that. It was the Mormons versus the mullets. So that's what the shirt said there, as many people in coastal Carolina. Whoa, and for whoa. a situation, exactly, thank you, 
And I was wondering how Coach Ogeron's doing down this morning. It wasn't a good weekend for him. And the folks, yeah, they didn't go very well against Alabama over the weekend, so not good for him. But what happened with Coastal Carolina, the fans were close in close proximity, and it was a packed house, folks, as they got it done against BYU in a game that came down to the final play. The excitement that was there was off the charts. Game day was there. And this team, the little engine that could, is now catapulted into the top 10. It'll come out, of course, Tuesday's rankings. We'll have all the updates there. But I know Joe Moglia, Jamie Chadwell, and company are just ecstatic with what has happened in terms of the situation with the uh, Coastal football team, the program now, a nationally prominent name in terms of getting the love from a national perspective, also from a recruiting perspective. It's nothing but uh, wine and roses now at Coastal Carolina. We do want to let you know some of the other top 25 games from the weekend as far as scores. It was, uh, of course, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. They won against Appalachian State 24-21. That was back on Friday night. The aforementioned Alabama Crimson Tide 55, LSU 17. As the Tide heard here on Sports 106-1, improved to 9-0. And, uh, of course, uh, Mac Jones 20 of 28. 385 yards, four touchdowns. Now, we're talking about Kyle Trask as your Heisman Trophy winner, possibly, but it's also Mac Jones, who has been stellar this year, very consistent, has been Mac Jones as the Tide retained the number one ranking in the nation. It was Notre Dame number two in the nation with an impressive 45-21 win over Syracuse. Ian Book, for his part, 24-37, 285, and three touchdowns. Uh, becomes the winningest quarterback in Irish history, Ian Book. And you look at a guy like that, you say to yourself, he hasn't done a lot of spectacular things, but what he does, he just wins and just wins and just wins. He is very solid at the quarterback position, and he's going to make a great pro in terms of what he brings to an organization from a winning perspective. 10-0 and are the Irish number two in the nation. Locally, the Clemson Tigers going to Blacksburg and just uh, woodshed them. Uh, you know, it was just one-sided all the way, 45-10 to 10 as Clemson improves to 9-1 and 8-1, and, and they're still in that top four, folks. Trevor Lawrence, 12-22, 195, and one touchdown. The Ohio State Buckeyes, number four, with a big win, 52-12 to 12 over Michigan State. Justin Fields, 17-24, 199, two touchdowns. Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, the number five team, defeat the Gus Malzone and company in Auburn 31-20. 7-1 or Texas A&M, very quiet, but 7-1 nonetheless. Kyle Trask, who I just talked about, could be your Heisman Trophy winner, 433 yards through the air, four touchdowns is number six floor to beat Tennessee 31-19. Iowa State, number nine team in the nation, 42. West Virginia, six, no problem there. It was Miami playing Duke, and Duke's known for the area assault. Nothing here is Miami wins 48-0. In this one, De'Eric King, we love him here on the Sports King Show, 16-24, 248, three touchdowns there. Oklahoma defeats Baylor 27-14. A game that I loved and watched from start to finish, Indiana. Uh, quietly, the Hoosiers improved to 6-1 in the Big Ten. Graham Mertz, of course, led uh, the way for Wisconsin, he played the OK 20-34, 2-0-2, the one interception, but it was Indiana pulling the upset on the road, 14-6 over Wisconsin. And Indiana, don't look now, number 12 
in the nation. And Coastal Carolina, we mentioned 22-17 over BYU. TCU with an upset over number 15 Oklahoma State, 29-22. Uh, North Carolina had no problem. Western Carolina, 49-9. Iowa, 19 in the nation, 35. Illinois, 21. This one, I absolutely did not see coming. I don't know what happened here. How does a 2-2 two and two Rice team, now 2-2, two and two, defeat Marshall 20 to nothing? The number 21 team in the nation got beat 20 to nothing. Doc Holliday and company at home, nonetheless. Grant Wells, 18 to 35, 165 yards, five interceptions. There's your story right there. Five picks for the quarterback for Marshall as they lose. The first time this year Marshall was undefeated, headed in this game, they had everything to play for, and they didn't even show up. So I know Doc Holliday and company are very disappointed. Elsewhere, Stanford 31, Washington 26, an upset there. Stanford defeats the number 22 team in the nation. Oregon 23 ranked, lost to California 21 to 17. In your final top ranked game, it was Tulsa number nine, number 24 ranked in the nation 19, Navy six. That game played in Charm City. That is going to wrap it up for the busy Monday edition of the Sports King Show. But don't touch that dial. Coming up right now, Big Al making his way to the mound, getting the ball. And alongside Ben Maitland, they'll bring you the best coverage of sports over the weekend. Much, much more. Don't touch that dial. Big Al on the way. It's Sports Phone Live for two hours. For Ben, I'm Jamie. Sports King Show will be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Hi, Tim Cosgrove here. At CMA's Colonial Honda, we exist to move lives forward. And one of the ways we do it is by offering you great deals during Happy Honda Days. Right now, get clearance pricing on all new 2020 inventory, Civics, Accords, CRVs, Pilots, Passports, and more. Everything must go at the lowest prices of the year. Another way we move lives forward is by volunteering to support local charities in our community, like the Virginia Breast Cancer Foundation, St. Jude Children's Hospital, the Ask Childhood Cancer Foundation, and more. In fact, over the past two years, CMA's Colonial Honda has donated over $30,000 to local charities. Moving lives forward isn't just a catchy phrase, especially this time of year. It's a firm belief. From all of us here at CMA's Colonial Honda, happy holidays and happy Honda days. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Owners just do more.